The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm just getting all my annoying noises out before we do a disclaimer. Anymore for anymore. Well, you could perceive my voice as being annoying, so SOL, unfortunately. We can't put out a blank episode, though. Or it could be the debut of the Cleves show featuring Cleves. Nice. That we alluded to in previous episodes. I like that. Can you do the advert for me, though? Yeah, definitely. I'll also cut that. Well, we just continue. Warning! This podcast may contain bad language, crazy stories of things that some listeners may find offensive. Uh, That's it. Oh, those crazy crips. Wow. So, another sequel. Hmm. 2022, Tales from the Crypt episode 2. Let's go. Is that... That's not the song, is it? That's I Rocky. Don't, I don't know what you... I think that's Rocky. Was, you... <laughs> was that even Rocky? I don't what know. What are you even doing? Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with T and Cleves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. Welcome, welcome to Seesaw Unabridged. Also, it belongs under a bridge. You know what? I don't think people under bridges listen to podcasts. Why would they not? Because if they can afford a data plan, then they should be able to afford a house. I imagine that they probably just hang outside of a McDonald's or Starbucks. Other Wi-Fi is available, and and do with someone's tossed out phone. Use that. I mean, hipsters—they're known for tossing out phones. There you go. Especially when the stock market doesn't go their way, when their Ethereum and Bitcoin is failing, Shibri new coin or whatever else it is, bollocks coin. What if the inventor of Bitcoin, Mister Bit, decided one day now Bitcoins are worth nothing because I decided it. It's not though, is it now? Because it's market value. I guess. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any coins? Nope. Did you, did you expect me to have some? I don't know. You see, the sort of guy who would have a portfolio of like some coins. No, no. I mean, the only coins I have are in a jar. Right. They're, they're real. Fucking hipsters. Get some real coins. So, shall we get started? <laughs> We have another enthralling episode of Tales of the Crypt. Welcome to Tales from the Crypts. Stories, scrapes and disabled fails. In this now series, we dive into our extensive experience of crippled people. Blinkies mainly, mainly at college, and the crazy hijinks that might happen. You really picked this up. I mean, I hope not, because it's really not that interesting. <laughs> wow. Why would you say that? Balancing it out, aren't I? Oh my God, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> like a seesaw. Right. 
Who are we talking about this week, please? We are talking about... Uh, uh, give him a name. Where's somebody on the sheet? John Boy. Dave. Dave? Do you want, do you want to pick a more stupid name for him? You want to pitch me a name? Um, Reginald. <laughs> Reginald's pretty stupid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Reg. <laughs> your name's Reg. Alright, fine. Let's call him Reginald. Oh, Reginald! <laughs> I don't disagree in this case. So, who's Reginald, Cleves? A guy that we met at college. Short guy. Um, don't know much to say. He was total blind, right? Yes, he was total blind. Okay. I assume he still is. Might have had magic eyes. Maybe. Lieutenant Dan did it in Frost Gump and got magic legs. So, Reginald went by another name, didn't he? He did, after a while, yes. He had a long mop of brown hair underneath. It was quite nice hair as well. All right. This is coming from a... Did you stroke it while he was asleep? No. Are you? Were you jealous because you have no hair? A little bit. You actually had hair at the time, though. I did. So, not really. At the time, I wasn't. But looking back, I'm jealous of anyone's, like, phallic capabilities. <laughs> and phallic. <laughs> Also, yes. So, he's got, yeah, he's a, a short guy, totally blind, long, sort of like, brown hair. He's, he was a nice enough guy. Not like Horace, who I had serious beef with, but... I once played um, PlayStation with him, and we played, uh, like, a Dragon Ball Z game or something. Yeah. It was something he could play anyway. It was like, yeah, I'm dead good at it. And... Uh, it was just like one of those fighting games, right. but it was kind of like a 3D landscape. So provided you made no noise, uh, you could literally walk right up to him and start pummeling him in the face. <laughs> you dick. Look, you just got to find the opening to take him where you can. You know what? Fair. You took an opportunity. We all do that in life. <laughs> I smashed him down. <laughs> all right, back to his luxurious mop of Samson-esque brown hair. I can only assume gave him his powers. Well, one day he collaborated with another totally blind person who convinced him that having long shoulder length luxurious hair was not the right look to have. So he set to work painstakingly shaving it all off for no reason at all. I'm not really sure why he would do that. <laughs> uh, not only a funny bit, at the age of like 18... Unless you're in the army, skinhead isn't always the best look. No. We're not even talking skinhead either, are we? We're talking almost bicked. I think they did. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I just don't get it. It was full slappable, wasn't it? Like, oh, yeah, it was. Proper, full on. And it was a shock as well. He just came in to college one morning and it was just all gone. And it was like, who the fuck is that? And it's like... He had quite big Imagine. eyebrows as well, didn't he? So yeah, they, they, they never did anything with those. shock. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head-esque. <laughs> so, unfortunately for him, this also made him look like a beloved comic-cum-movie character. And that is Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard you say it to him we were in Critical Thinking and it was... It was fucking funny. <laughs> I didn't think our teacher laughed at it. And, okay, you could perceive it as bullying, but he laughed as well. And maybe it was a laugh out, oh, don't pick on me, guys. But unfortunately for him, because of his poor decisions, 
um, we would, whenever we entered the room, have to sing some of the Adams Family uh, song. <laughs> and uh, this didn't get old for us, but I imagine it got old for him very quickly. Yeah, he was getting a little bit annoyed after a while. We just couldn't understand why he did it. He uh, kept it like that, though, for a while. Like, he did, He yeah. didn't, like, even make an effort to grow his hair back. No, he didn't. For some reason, I, I don't get it. Maybe he couldn't afford shampoo. He's a great money saver. Shampoo is cheaper than blades to like shave your head. Or at least they're comparable. Because you also need to get something to shave your head with as well. Yeah, but if you just get some clippers, it's like a one-off purchase for a few years, isn't it? Yeah, but even if you get clippers for 20 quid and you're getting bottle shampoo for a pound a time. Mm. Okay. I, I don't think it's worth it. You had a lot of hair to shampoo, I'm going to say. He's probably rinsing through that. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. But, I mean, to his credit, he did try and own it, which in that environment is a difficult thing to do. He was... He was not even gone from rinsing his own hair, but he was rinsed regularly by everyone else. <laughs> so, this wasn't his only notable quality. <laughs> quality. Well, Fester. Fester had this thing where he thought he could do things. He had, he reckons, like, blind man's intuition, essentially. Yes. Like some sort of, excuse the pun, seer, if you will. <laughs> You went there, didn't you? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he believed that he... Okay. This might have been another conversation you had with another blind person. Uh, If you haven't guessed by now, some people who have been sheltered their entire lives can be a little bit delusional about certain things. Not necessarily their fault, but I just think it, it happens when you are in disabled, like when you go to these schools, like you go from school age up to college and you're always sheltered and you're always like around these, these people. I don't know. There's some weirdness that crops up. And one one way that this sort of reared its head was we were in critical thinking, shooting the ship at the beginning of the session, like we always did. And he started to brag that he could tell the difference between precious stones, I would guess you'd call them. Like, yeah, like gems and stones gems and that stones kind of shit. By the energy they gave off. Mm. Now, unfortunately for him, our lecturer was either the greatest man in history or the world's biggest bullshitter. Either way, he seemed to have some precious stones on hand. Oh, yeah, he seemed to have <laughs> quite a collection of them. Just knocking about in his drawers. Just whipped them out. Yeah. And he went, okay, we'll see about this. <laughs> I like how the teacher challenging a blind person on this. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I mean, we, we were, we'll put our hands up and say we were dicks to fester a lot of the time. Yeah, true. But this was, this was a teacher piling on as well <laughs> for no fucking reason other than to call him out on his shit. It's got to be done sometimes. Mm. So, Cleves, if you were to qualify the success rate of... <laughs> Fester, in this instance, what percentage would you give? Zero. <laughs> Zero percent. And this wasn't just from two fucking stones. This must have yeah, like a collection of me. He's like, what's this? And he's like, oh, I think it's jade. It's like fucking sapphire. And he gives another one. It's like, what's this? It's like, oh, that one, definitely. Tiger. There was one he was dead like yeah. keen on that he could say he could get every time. And it was tiger eye. And he's like, is this tiger eye? And it's like, no. 
it was it was like sapphire again or something, wasn't it? It was like the same stone. <laughs> like, yeah. The teacher's gone all in to be an arsehole about this. <laughs> the thing is, unfortunately for him in this situation, where the probability would be that he would get one right at some point out of like 10, 15 of these, he was just unlucky and didn't. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but it was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the shit used to happen in that same class with that same teacher as well, because there was only four of us in there, weren't there? There was me, yeah. you, Horace and Fester. Yeah. And <laughs> what a class. <laughs> T. Cleaves, Horace and Fester. Yeah. And um, we used to have to do living schools as well, didn't we, in college? And yes, we did. When we'd all been making like food and been signed off and stuff, obviously he was not so capable at the time he'd gone previously to blind schools and was like completely unprepared but he he must have already done a few meals because he got to the dessert stage hadn't he <laughs> he had got to the dessert stage which is i mean dessert's a strong word but he'd come straight from living schools one time and he'd bought this i don't know whether he called it banoffee pie or banoffee tart but it was it was literally like someone had just squeezed out three or four tubes of toffee sauce, cut a banana and then wanged it in at some point. <laughs> Put a couple of slices on top for a decorative effect. And then and that was it, in a in like a Pyrex dish, essentially. I don't know, there was no pastry. I, I can't say you can't really call it a pie. No pastry, no cream, nothing. I think yeah. It was just toffee sauce and bananas. And firstly, it's not a fucking pie. Secondly, this is not the thing they should be teaching in living schools. That is fucking diabetes on a plate. Just sit whoa, whoa, whoa. healthy mate's got fruit in it. <laughs> no, that was sweet mostly. sauce of potassium, I think you'll find. <laughs> the only sweet sauce in that fucking plate. <laughs> the thing is, I remember trying it as well because the teacher came around and says, Oh, would anyone like to try this? Looking at it in the like at the corner of his eye, like and I'm pretty sure Fester, Fester asked him, Do you want some as well? And he was like, No, no, I'm, I'm fine, I'll pass. <laughs> I tried it, and that's how I know exactly what it was, because it was just toffee slop and banana. I don't think I had any. I think I was I'd say you're missing out, but I was in my arsehole phase, I think, at that point. <laughs> I was like, no, well, that phase lasted thirty-three years. <laughs> 34 no I assume you were an arsehole as a kid it's a small baby <laughs> as soon as you hit one that was it I don't know we won't have to substantiate that so with living skills this wasn't the only place where they let him down unfortunately because it wasn't just cooking he did in living skills he did have things like using washing machines and like basically looking after yourself we've already covered this in our basically tear down of uh, the college, RMC, in previous episodes. But this was a time where it was just so glaring, like the, the in- inadequacy of training. So we're going to go to the pub and, yeah, we weren't, we weren't dicks. Festa was coming along with us. I think, like, you were working. <laughs> the, fact, we're... the fact that we keep calling it that. I, I don't think I was there. I don't think I remember that, but... Yeah. So I think we were all meeting, I think it was Carlo's, like, pub down the way that we all went to. Mm. And you were meeting us from work. Yeah. And there was a few other people who were heading out, but I was like, no, I'll, I'll grab Fester. My sight was better. And I was like, I can guide him down. Like, don't worry, I'll, I'll go get him in there. And he's uh, changing the bedding. So he he stripped his bed and he's, he sorted out his pillows, done his undersheet, and that gets to the duvet. 
hardest of all, Ben. It is the hardest thing. <laughs> but that's like saying... Can you do the inside-out thing? So, he didn't. I don't know how to do that. Like, people keep telling me it's a thing. Like, I can't figure it out. What, just turn the sheet inside out? Yeah, well, you, like, turn the sheet inside out and then sort of... Get the corners and then you... you and then roll it over. How does that even work? I'll, I'll give you some living skills later. Because it's, it's actually quite easy. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, he hadn't been taught this either. And this is the way that I would say is the, probably the easiest way. With a little bit of, like, you've, you've got to, like, set things up for yourself. But this would be the easiest way for a blind person to do it. He hasn't been taught this. I don't know what the fuck he's been taught. But he's like, oh, let me just put my duvet on. So his duvet, he's spread out on the floor. And he gets down on the floor. He's got two corners of his duvet in one hand. He lifts up the bottom of the sheet. He starts to crawl in with the duvet. What? Pulling it in with him. So he's gone inside the duvet cover. He was quite short. Yes, but he's pulled the (laughs) duvet sheet with him. Like, like the duvet itself with him. He's pulled it in, and his idea is, I'm going to just, like, move it around when I'm in there. Right. That's the way to do it, I guess. So he started this, and he's understanding getting more and more angry. What's making him more angry is the fact that I'm laughing at him, because this is the most batshit crazy thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I don't know. Throw a stance, anyone? <laughs> See, episode one of Tales of the Crips. <laughs> So out of his anger, he gets lost inside the duvet. (laughs) And out of panic, he tries to stand up, (laughs) fails in this attempt, as Hartwell falls and (laughs) hits his wardrobe, knocking a lot of shit off the top. At this point, he's proper fucking panicking. I'm laughing at him. He's like... (laughs) It sounds like you're a proper arsehole in this scenario. I know. (laughs) He turns to me and says... I'm stuck and go get me some scissors. No. He did. He's like, get me some scissors. <laughs> I'm not he's going to cut his way out of that shit. <laughs> That's the thing. I was like, oh. Needs to say, I helped him out of it. And to redeem myself, I showed him how to do the corners thing, like the inside out. I was like, just do this. Right. And it worked a lot better. You should have taken a job as a living skills teacher. So there are other stories of Festo, but I think we've ragged on him enough. Wow. <laughs> and I will, I will reiterate that he was a really nice guy, and I still chat to him. Do you really? Every six months, I'll drop him a message to see how he's doing. See how his bed sheets are. Have <laughs> he's made any more delicious desserts? I hope neither of those Squirty cream and apple pie, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> apple and cream. <laughs> yeah. Just, just buy your puddings. Come on. So, I think we need to move on and give him a little bit of a rest. So, shall we go back to Horace for one more? <laughs> ah, plenty of horror stories. So, while we're on the topic of blind people with sharp implements, when we're in college, Where was the sharp implement coming? Well, there was the scissors, weren't it, for Okay, Esther. fine. Like, you want the scissors, which I didn't get for him, but we, we saw it. He's got some safety scissors. <laughs> thrown them into the hole because apparently he couldn't have climbed out of that how was he going to get how actually yeah that's a point how are you going to get the scissors into him or did he want you to cut him out he wanted me to cut him out (laughs) okay fine okay go on Horace we're back on Horace okay so this story I put down the notes Booze Brothers featuring Dan Aykroyd 
<laughs> I didn't know he was in the story. So there was a company. What do you call it? A company? Or a yeah, shop? Of course it's a company. I guess it was. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was a company. In the area who went by the 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 name Booze Brothers. Now this is essentially just eats and uh, Uber Eats, Deliveroo. Imagine these back in 07. Essentially, you'd phone these dudes up, tell them what alcohol you wanted. Super shady because they didn't check ID either. (laughs) You'd tell them what alcohol you wanted and then a couple of dudes would go and buy this for you, deliver it to you, and then you'd pay for like delivery and like a service charge and stuff like that. Sounds very simple. I think we only used them once. They were quite expensive. Yeah, it's usually like a bottle of vodka, 25 quid. And then when it turns up, it's like a fucking red square or something. Yeah. Vodka. Yeah, basically. So it punished people for poor planning. (laughs) (laughs) There's a liberation for you. Like a lot of companies, really. Yeah. Now, for some reason, like we were drinking uh, at the house. And I don't know if we'd run out of drink but I know Horace had and I think I was in my dickish no you're not having any of mine you incompetent weasel wow there's a lot of, <laughs> what have you been an arsehole in this week's episode I know I know <laughs> I'm really not I'd like to say not, you're not coming out well out of this I know unfortunately but I am a nice man I did help out a lot but that doesn't make for an interesting episode like times at tea was charitable and nice to people I like to think out of that toxic environment, there was a handful of nice people and I was included in that. Although there were the glimmers of shitness that came with that. <laughs> so I can't remember the exact circumstance. But Horace decided he wanted to get some vodka from Booze Brothers. So he fuzz them up, says what he wants. These dudes show up to the house, to which... Horace quickly reminds himself that he hasn't got any money. <laughs> Love it. So he asked everyone around. And everyone's like, well, no, I don't know, like 25 quid. What are you talking about? You should have ordered it if you didn't have the fucking money. This predates the uh, tap-and-go card system. <laughs> yep, no card read, nothing like this was all cash. But one of the Booze Brothers are surprisingly helpful guys. There's a cash machine down the road, and they were in the mindset of, oh, don't worry, buddy. We'll take you to the cash machine, help you use it, and get our money and we'll bring you home. Nothing sketchy about that. Nothing sketchy at all. Well, Horace thought that there was something very sketchy here. <laughs> so he was like, okay, lads, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. So he waddles into the kitchen and I go in there and I go, like, are you really going to go with these dudes to get cash out? He went, it's all right. I know what I'm doing. He turns around and he's got a fucking carving knife which he decides to hook into his trousers. Obviously. And I'm like, you idiot, what are you even playing at? <laughs> this is not possibly be worse. Needless to say, I convinced him to not take a knife with him. <laughs> which, as you know, is quite difficult with him. He's very stubborn. Yeah. And was adamant that he wanted to take this knife. Oh, there's more than one arsehole in these stories, yeah. Uh, so I managed to convince him to not do that. But I never convinced him that going with these couple blokes was a bad idea. Hey, man needs vodka. Well, they took him. He got his vodka. I don't know if any other hijinks happened. Um, because, frankly, he wouldn't have told us anyway. 
But uh, needs to say, he got his vodka and he had a fantastic night. <laughs> it was nice that that was a, a thing. More people could profit from that now. Yeah. Having a booze delivery service late night. I suppose it's just you can get stuff, can't you, from the shops now in like an hour. So Yeah, that's it. So, kids, don't ever get in a car with strangers who have brought you booze to go to a cash <laughs> machine to pay them for said booze. Don't think I should have to Especially tell if you're them. blind. Yeah. Who knows where they're taking you? Yeah, that's it. Well, there's your, the, your token horror story <laughs> for this episode. So, as for Cecil, let's get some balance on this. Every time. Yeah. So let's, let's dip into one of our stories, shall we? Because I don't want to come across as we're just ragging on disabled people, which is what it is. <laughs> but it's not like we haven't got stories and done stuff ourselves. I seem to recall a... The Wednesday 13 gig. Yes. <laughs> now we do why we call it that. Because we'd all got tickets. It was me, T, two other people, uh, one with ocular albinism. Let's call him... Al. Snowl Edmonds. <laughs> Snowl Edmonds. It's like snow. <laughs> Al. Al Snow. Okay, right. Al Snow. <laughs> there you go. Al we just snow. call him the snowman. Let's just call him Al. Yeah, call him Al. Okay, let's call him Al and some other guy that... Dickface. Did, didn't he have a brain thing that made his eyes bad or something? I don't know, but he was a dickhead. He was. I would argue that he was a cunt. Well, I don't want to keep using the word cunt. So it's just called dickhead. I said, I'm not going to call him that all the way through. Okay. Um, and we can think of a nicer name for him. What's the worst name you can think of? Dick. So Richard. Head. Let's call him Dick, shall we? Let's call him Dick. Fine. Al and Dick. <laughs> Al Dick, team please. Right, so we'd all got tickets anyway to see this Wednesday 13 gig at Rock City in Nottingham. We were in Hereford at the time. But we had to get home on train... The train can be quite expensive from Hereford to Nottingham, but because I have a member of the family that works on the railway, I can get quarter fare tickets. I can only get that for myself, not for anyone else. But if you buy the ticket in advance with the pass on you, then your name's not on the ticket. So I went four separate occasions to the railway office, bought four separate tickets, so that each of my friends could have got quarter fare tickets to Nottingham. And then on the day... We turn off at the station, we all get on the train, the ticket inspector comes around. Before we've even left the station. Yeah, yeah, the train was still in the station at this point. She asks us for our tickets and notices that they're all quarter fare and then asks for the ID to go with them. I'm the only person that's got this ID. (laughs) And because she was such a fucking job's worth and no one else had the ID... Pretty much told us we all had to get off the train and that we were doing something fraudulent. <laughs> yes, I believe the word fraud was used. Yeah, it was unfortunate. So we never did make it to that Wednesday 13 gig. No, we never did. But from what I recall, we still had a, a good night. Yeah, we went to Tesco, bought a shitload of beers and then hung up on Dick's balcony and got fucked up. Yeah, basically. And listened to Wednesday 13. Yeah. On a stereo. I'm pretty sure because I threw a lot of cans over the balcony that night as well. It was one of those instances where the next day I had to go and see the earhead. Yeah. But again, 
they couldn't actually prove it was me because there was a lot of people drinking Fosters up there. That <laughs> it could have been anyone. <laughs> oh, those were the days. The fraudulence. Yeah. That's... I still would have liked to have gone to the gig considering I paid for the gig ticket. No, you, we all took the chance. We did. I'm pretty sure Al wasn't 18 at the time anyway, and it was an 18 plus gig, so we would have had to try and sneak him in even if we got to <laughs> got to City. Yeah. There's a lot of things going against us, but you know, youthful exuberance tells you, yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll deal with it when it, it comes to it. I suppose the silver lining is we were kicked off the train before it left the fucking station. That's true. We could have got to fucking Birmingham or something. Bleak existence, that is. Yeah. And then we would have had the. Do we just buy tickets to Nottingham or to Birmingham, uh, back to Hereford? I probably would have winged it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. Like, your ticket was legitimate. Yeah, true. You're the only one who could do it. And there we go. A time where we were stupid. I mean, we agreed to the plan. So. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the team you were in. I mean, I wouldn't change anything. But there you go. There are some tales from the crypts. Anything to add? Tune in next week for something exceptional. Oh, yeah, next week's going to be awesome. Off the chain in the pocket. Oh, that. Groovy. Well, thank you, Cleese, for making everyone know how much of a dick I am. Your, you, your, your story is like literally you endickened yourself. Endickened? Yeah. To become dickish. To endicken oneself. Look it up. <laughs> and as always, if you have a story you would like featured on Tales from the Crips about yourself or someone else, let us know at the links coming up. We'd love to hear some. Please take the spotlight off of me because I wish I could say those are the only Horace investor stories that I have. They're not, unfortunately. And there's some more people coming as well, including myself. And Cleves. Nah, nothing ever bad's happened to me. We'll see. Okay. Awesome. Right, shall see you next week. Au revoir. Don't want to do your little balance thing. Seesaw, keeping the balance. I don't know why I roll. Like a seesaw. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. I try so hard sometimes. What to come up with new and inventive noises? Yeah. What's your what's your what's your latest one? What you got? You just heard it. That was just a bit of random song. <laughs>